Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. Hello and welcome once again to another episode of Pearls of Wisdom podcast. And once again, I'm doing another of the International Women's Day series of interviews. I've been so blessed with so many wonderful, inspirational, empowering, just just special ladies that have come on to these episodes. And today's today's wonderful guest. It's just that the discussion we've had before we've come on air, it's just so special. I feel like I've known you all my life already. I really do. It's so wonderful. Today, I'm speaking to Amanda Whitlock. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you so much, Pearl. It's so wonderful to be here. I've been looking forward to this. You've got such a fantastic profile and the work you do and the energy you bring to your work is just so, so special. Thank you. What I'm going to do, first of all, as with all these interviews, because it started off with a Facebook post, I go back to social media and I'm going to share your LinkedIn profile because it's so strong that just that introduction. So anyone listening, make sure you write this down. And once you've listened, you go across to LinkedIn and you make sure you connect with Amanda because she is going to teach you so much, going to help you learn and grow. And we all know that LinkedIn is the best business social platform so definitely take all this in and with that I'm going to um, introduce you with your profile Amanda Whitlock a mental health and well-being practitioner MHFA instructor understanding the importance of managing your own mental health and well-being is the key to personal success and happiness wow now how is that for an introduction Welcome, Amanda. This is wonderful. It really is. Thank you, Pearl. Thank you. (laughs) With that, you've got so much information to share, and I'm so excited. I mean, I'll I'll share. I'll share with the listeners. Literally, as we started this, I would say I've had orbs going back and forth in front in front of the recording, which I haven't had with any other interview. And if that's going to start like that, the energy on this interview is just going to blow everyone's socks off it's going to be off the charts so Mm -hmm. with that Amanda can I ask you to share your career path to date your story so anyone listening no matter what their age and where they are in their career I know you're going to inspire them help them to pivot or if they're at the beginning of their career they will be inspired by what you say so could you share your story please yeah thank you Pearl yeah I'd love to so um So I took A-levels at college and really didn't know whether I wanted to go to university. I think I I wasn't sure if it was the right fix for me. Um, My mum, bless her, was absolutely desperate for me to get a good, reliable job. Because in those days, you used to get a job for life. You know, you went to an organisation and that was it. Um, And she was so delighted when I got a job in the bank. So I was taken on uh, at NatWest Bank um, as on the um, trainee management scheme. 
and and I loved it. And I learned so much from them. Mainly, I think the thing that sticks in my mind most is the fact that they really great great store in personal care and customer care. And for me, that was that's been sort of like the 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 stone that's kept all my interactions as I've been going through my my life um, on track, really. Um, so I did that, and I really really loved it. And and then um, so I left there and went on to a series of sort of office managery jobs. Got married, um, had my son, and it was then that I decided I wanted to go back to college. So um, I went back to college and took an HND in finance and business and finance. And um, and that, again, made me sort of take office jobs, but part time to fit around my son, really. No career path at all at that time. So anybody listening, I had no idea where I was going. It was just I wanted to have jobs that paid a reasonable amount, but made me able to be home to look after my my small son. I only had one son so it was very important to me um and then I broke my back um so I was in a wheelchair for a year and I tell you Pearl that really it made me realize who your friends are it made me realize what was important it made me realize how for me you go through life thinking you've got so much time to do these things and you haven't you don't know what's around the corner so uh, with that in mind, it really made me reassess what I wanted to do and, and where I wanted to go. Um, so I moved into the charity sector because I wanted to give something back. And so I worked in the charity sector. I went back to studying again. I went to university and and I got a foundation degree in charity and third sector management. Um, and uh, up until uh, August 2019, I um, I was national wellbeing manager for an older person's charity and I love my job and I never ever ever thought I was going to leave thought I was going to be there till I retired and then two things happened and one of them was that um the charity I think it's true of a lot of charities a lot of organizations actually is that they became a little bit risk adverse so we worked with volunteers to um uh provide service to alleviate loneliness but we were very prescriptive in what we could do. And I had people coming to me and saying, well, actually, you know, I want people to take me shopping or I'd like to go out for a cup of tea or I'd like to go to the seaside. And we were saying, well, they can come in and have a cup of tea in your house, but that's it. So I was sort of thinking, hang on, I think we need to do more to improve well-being for people. Yeah. And then um, they sent me on a training course and I trained to be a mental health first aider. And that was a light bulb. It was the best course I have ever been on my li- in my life. And it made me realize we don't talk about mental health. We don't have those conversations. And so uh, those sort of two things happened. And I poodled along for a little bit. And then I went to my husband, said to my husband, um, I really think I'd like to start my own business. And bless him. He went, oh, I think that's a good idea. And so in August last year, I left the charity world and set up my business, Total Wellbeing Matters. So that's where I am now. And we do two things. So um, I we provide practical well-being support for people to remain independent in their own home. So we don't do personal care, but we do all the nice things for people. And I train to be a mental health uh, first aid instructor. So I deliver mental health training and workshops and well-being training and workshops. And I have met the most 
amazing people and I have been so privileged to hear their stories uh, because people share with you and I have become passionate in my view that and Till we start talking about mental health and well-being and spirituality and the fact that you have to open yourself up to these things. And before we start, you know, even beginning to think what's out there, we've got to talk about it. And if we don't, then we're not going to move forward. So I've become on my soapbox about <laughs> talking about mental health and the fact that we all have it and we all need to talk about it. So, so that's been my sort of journey, really, to where I am now. And um, so starting a business just before a lockdown is quite scary. Um, but I don't regret one second of it. It's been an absolutely amazing journey so far. And like I say, I've met some amazing people. So, so that's where I am. That's it. So very checkered career, really, to where I am now. So, But that's it. You literally had the foundations and you grew on that. And... I think, yeah, I'd be a lifelong learner. I've I've been lucky enough to work with education in some of the contracts I have in corporate. And I'm like a kid in a sweet shop. I really am. When I work for the Open University, I've been looking at all these things. And, of course, if you're a permanent member of staff, I wasn't. I was contracted. But permanent members of staff get all this for free. They can do their oh, MA wow. and everything. And that's part of the perks. But I think I, I'd be choosing so many things to do I'd have no time to do any work because I'd be studying all <laughs> the time but it is it's wonderful and you're saying about the mental health thing when I was working with National Grid 2012 that was 2011 2012 and I was working with their communications team in their sustainability area it, there was sustainability, resilience, safety, sustainability. See, I have to say that, put my teeth back in. (laughs) Safety, sustainability and resilience. That was the team that I worked with. And we had well-being that sat underneath that arm. And they just started the campaign with the elephant in the room. And that Mm -hmm. was all about mental health and mental well-being that no one had discussed and if, I mean, it was someone, I think it was Ruth Bradshaw I was interviewing yesterday and she was saying, where does it say that you've had a really crappy day at home and you're going to go to work and you do the best day ever? It just doesn't happen. If you've had a crappy day at home, you bring it with you to work. Yeah. Because it, I mean, how many things have we seen, like with domestic violence, with lockdown? And yeah, yeah. you might not realise you're in a, an abusive relationship until someone has that stress they might have lost their job they might be on furlough and they feel their identity has been taken away and these are things that people are having to deal with that was never even an idea in their life no it it, it, is it's really quite and the other thing about mental health is that when we talk about mental health people think we're talking about mental illness Mm. and we're not is two different things. And I don't know if you're aware, but there's that we talk about the continuum of mental health. So if you can imagine like a grid, and in the top right hand grid, it's someone who has got positive mental health and no diagnosis of mental illness. And in the bottom here, you've got somebody who's got poor mental health, but no diagnosis. And then there's others on the side, but those two, so quadrant one and quadrant two. And I, I say that Everybody on this planet at some point in their life has been in quadrant two, but we don't admit it. And you can be in there for a day. You can be in there for a month. 
but you always go it so you could have a bereavement and you move into quadrant two you could have a row with your husband and you move into quadrant two and the trick is is talking about it so you move back up into quadrant one that's that's what it is it's about sharing that and realizing it and learning and listening to yourself and thinking actually I need to do a bit of work myself I need to be kinder to myself today because I'm not feeling mentally where I need to be but we don't have those conversations so and and corporate makes it even worse I mean you've probably heard my story where yes I I've always worked for myself but I am the most competitive person I know I compete (laughs) against myself because that I say if you strive as high and as hard as you possibly can even if you don't reach your ultimate goal you're going to be damn close because you push it so I would I basically got to the top of my tree in corporate but because of that I'd always think had to do the best job ever so I'd get up half past three in the morning and I do my meditation and I do my exercise and then I do all three meals because I live in the Midlands and I was working in Westminster and I would then do that half past five I would leave the house and because I was going to be super fit I would walk to the train station half an hour away then once I got into Houston I would walk from Houston to Westminster and I'd be sat at my desk for half past seven and then I'd leave at eight nine o'clock at night get maybe 10 11 o'clock train at night from Houston and then maybe the last train of the evening get back to the Midlands go to sleep for two three hours turn around and do it all over again and I thought I was showing everyone oh I'm super I'm so good to do all this I'm giving you everything but I had nothing left for me nothing left at all and I'd get a cough or I get a cold and then this cough lasted longer and it went yeah. to a chest infection and ultimately it became pneumonia and I I mean when we work for ourselves if you don't work you don't get paid and when you get three months where literally the universe puts you on your back because you haven't listened that's when I thought no I'm going to bring the law of attraction thing this spiritual piece because that whole breathing and meditation helped me regain my my well-being because I'd given it away I people would say to me who is Pearl and I couldn't tell you because there was none of Pearl left because I'd given it to everyone else yeah and the thing is Pearl it's a real cliche but it's so true that if you don't look after yourself you cannot look after other people you can't because you, you haven't got anything else to give And what annoys me about the corporate world is that they're very quick to talk about stress, but it's like a badge of honor. You know, I'm really stressed today because I've got so much and my intro is really big and, you know, oh, but, you know, but actually there shouldn't be anything to be proud of. You should be really ashamed if you're feeling like that, because actually it's not good for you. And ultimately it's not good for the organization. And I do think things are changing, but not as fast as I'd like, really. And that's why I want to be part of the conversation. You know, I want people to to challenge this idea that looking after your mental health is somehow weak and uh, ridiculous because it's, it's you know, and like you say, if you don't look after it, then you become physically ill and, and then you're no good for anybody. So, yeah. And you don't realise it at the time. You just think you just think it's the start of a cough and a cold. It isn't until. Yeah. This, this retrospect, hindsight, is such a wonderful thing. It is. It but is. When you look back and you think, God, 
how how could I let that happen to myself? The fact that you become self-employed is because you want more time. And suddenly, because I was lucky that I had corporate clients, I still have corporate clients. But it's when I start with this new client, it's this this is synchronicity. You've heard me say my favourite word begins with S. I thought, right, I'm going to go in a completely different thing. And I had to introduce myself to the whole of the communications team. So I literally, I went off my LinkedIn um, profile where I say I'm a communications consultant. I'm a business and spiritual coach. I'm a mentor, speaker, trainer, and a podcast host. And every one of the senior leadership that I have spoken to in one-to-one interviews after that, they said, the one word they've picked up on is spiritual, spiritual coach. And they've said, oh, I'm so excited. Yes, I'm really into this. And I'm thinking, thank you, universe. You've brought me to the right people. And normally I wouldn't have dreamed of saying that into a corporate thing. And it's resonated with so many people because it's the right thing. It's I, the right people, that vibration, the vibration I give out is coming back and I'm meeting the people. The fact that you and I have met that all the people that are doing these interviews, we are connecting for a reason. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the things as well, because one of my mantras is, be, and we, it was uh, obviously it was in the social media and press uh, around the Car- Caroline Flack, when Caroline, Caroline, Flack, Caroline Flack took her life, um, was the be kind, you know, the hashtag be kind. Um, and that really resonated with me because being kind doesn't mean to say that you have to agree or uh, be you know, overly nice. But what it does mean is about being compassionate. Yeah. And I think we all need to be compassionate to ourselves as well as to others. And I think if people could do that, this world would be such a better place. Honestly, if we thought that it was OK to admit to somebody that you were just struggling today, then actually, you know, and people can say because people like to help. People yeah. like to make you feel better. And but they can't make you feel better if they don't know how you're feeling. So we have to get over this feeling that, especially in the corporate world, that you have to have this persona of being, you know, in control all the time. Because actually, that's not reality. It's it's really not not anybody's truth. That is 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 something that's been you know put forward and it's not working. It's really not working. So um, I think it's it's part of our mission, Pearl, to to change the world one corporation by t- at a time so I love that definitely Definitely. and it is I always treat people the way I'd expect them to treat me and it's why 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 doesn't why don't we all think like that because so many people almost feel threatened when you have a strong empowered woman a lot of men are threatened that's partly why I went blonde that and the grey but so but they're going blonde (laughs) I, I literally because I can walk into a boardroom and they think five foot two blonde she doesn't know anything and that's when I really come into my own and I wipe the floor with them but he's almost he's going in and saying something and staying happy with it and knowing that you're sharing something being approachable yeah yeah I, I listened to the podcast you did with Julia and talking about um being feminine and I was thinking, actually, yeah, I think it's really important that women don't have to become men. Yeah. They don't have to to succeed. You don't have to become um, 
to pick up some of the masculine yeah. traits and and actually my worst experiences in the corporate world is when I've had a a woman boss yes. who thinks that they have to act like a man and in and have no don't show any compassion or any kindness um and I think actually that's really wrong so I have staff um, now and, and my my aim is my door is always open. You talk to me and I want them to feel they can pick up the phone and ask me anything because I think that's really important. And I don't think that's a sign of weakness. I think it's a sign of strength. So I do think it's really important that you you listen to your heart and be yourself. You know, it's taken me a little while to get here, I have to say. <laughs> that's our journey, isn't it? Sometimes so that path is never really straight. It meanders a bit because there's stuff that we need to learn on the way. Yeah, and it is. And you, you touched on that where you said about the women in the really hierarchical um, roles that feel that they need to bully and use that masculine energy. And really, it's seen it for what it is. If they've got another strong woman in their team, they feel threatened, so they turn into the wrong. They go into the wrong mode, whereas if you share with love and you come from the heart, you can work with each other. Even if they are higher than you, you're, you're, the team is going to help the whole team grow. But sometimes people don't see that, do they? No, I think it's just important that you connect with people on a human level. And one of the things when I deliver my my training, one of the things I get asked about starting a conversation about mental health is people say to me, do you have a script? Is there a script I can follow? And I say, no, you're making a human connection. That's you're caring about another person. Just ask them if they're okay. But having said, just thinking about what you've just been saying, it's very interesting that probably the very best boss I had was a man, funnily enough. And he is he is still he's he is my inspiration. And he's he's just started up his own business. And I'm so proud of him. But he he helped make me into the woman I am now. And I, I cannot thank him enough for that. Because he gave me the room to to learn to make mistakes, not to judge me on those, but allowed me to grow. And I think that is, you know, an amazing gift to give another human being, really. So I'm eternally grateful to him. Um, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? As you get older, you realise that all these people come into your life and they all have a message and you've just got to listen to that message and and, and hear what they're telling you. So um, I'm still learning. <laughs> I, am. I mean, when if you see some of the partners, it's because I, I didn't learn the lesson the first time. And they come back and I still have the same lesson to learn. And I think, no, get your better shake. Come on. get. I mean, I can be the best businesswoman there. But you give me a bloke that I'm supposed to connect with and I choose the bad boys every time and I learn to my detriment that I should not have gone there. But that is a whole other story. That's a whole other episode, that is. <laughs> Worst enemies sometimes, aren't we? That's the trouble. But yeah. Oh, no. oh, but it's, it's when you learn, it, when we say it's that the universe brings stuff for us to learn. And when we don't learn, it happens again. Like I said about being ill, it, they will keep giving those little nudges and the cough that you think, no, slow down. But if you don't listen, they put they yeah. put that jug, juggernaut in front of you. But also, quite often, they will bring your mirror image in that if there's something you need to learn, they will bring someone into your life that maybe has the same 
area that they need to learn as well. And you can see in your mirror image, but you can't see it in yourself. And that's where the lesson is sent for us to connect and learn. And I think that's where where the the mental health side, the mental well-being comes in as well. Quite often you don't see it in yourself until it's reflected back by someone else. Absolutely. That's absolutely true. And one of the problems about so the other other bit of the quadrant is quadrant three and quadrant four and quadrant three is where you have um, a you have poor mental health, but you have a diagnosis of mental illness. But people moving from quadrant two to quadrant three, one of the biggest issues is they don't want to admit that they've got a problem. And that's partly because of stigma, because they're really worried about how people are going to judge them, which is such a shame such a shame um and but it really is and some people get stuck and that's why it's really hard for people to get help you know they they need to we need to get to this point where actually by saying i'm i'm not okay and i need help is okay to do that and we're not there yet but um you know it is it, it's really i've met some one on the courses people share some things with me which is just well, it's it's I, I feel so honoured to hear their stories. Um, but you just think, you know, it's such a shame they didn't get help sooner. Yeah. Because, you know, though those years wasted because they, they didn't get the help they needed and deserved. And it's 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 just terrible, really. But um, but yeah, we're getting there. And and I've got much better as I've got older. Um, and I, I'm sure you'll agree with me with this. I've got much better now at knowing what my limits are and what I need to sustain me. And so I have conversations with me where I think, well, actually, I need to stop doing that because I'm struggling a bit now. I need to go off and I either need to go for a walk or I need to go and make myself a cup of tea or whatever I need to do. Because I, I know that I'm getting to that point where I'm I'm getting uncomfortable and, and feeling anxious. I don't like to use the word stressed. So, I you know, I think... But I know that I'm getting to the point where I need to nurture myself. Um, and that's taken me an awfully long time to get to that point because I used to just keep pushing. And I was a bit like you, you know, in my my previous I'd get up at sort of half past four in the morning and get the train. And, you know, I covered the whole of the southwest and south and I was going all over the place and leaving my husband in bed and not coming home till, you know, dark. And, and I'm, why do we do it? Why? Exactly. Exactly. And at the time, we think it's for our for our our own good, and it's the complete opposite. And no, it, it, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? Which is one of the benefits I think from lockdown is is Zoom. This, yeah, you know, this this technology now has just been so great, and I, I'm hoping that going forward, it's going to enable us to make connections without us getting up at three o'clock in the morning and driving somewhere <laughs> though I do miss I do miss you know that that personal and I do miss hugging people and touching yeah. people um but you know I think I think it's a combination of things isn't it to to make us connect as human beings so but yeah it's interesting the things you do <laughs> that you think are right and where you've touched on when you've said lockdown and covid and this is so completely different to anything any of us have been through before yeah but I think you've made a really valid point that anyone listening to this and this is where I say to the listeners if you've got someone in your family that you think will really benefit from this episode please share with them because yes we're talking about International Women's Day but this this covers every gender we they've started talking about that we could be coming out of COVID we could be coming out of lockdown it could be months away 
But we've now been in this over a year. And I think we all need to learn those coping mechanisms or be aware of where those things are pushing those buttons and seeing where our breaking point is. Because if we're used to being at home, I mean, I've got type 2 diabetes, so I have, I've self-isolated for the whole of yeah. lockdown. Or, or my exercise is going into the garage onto the treadmill, so I don't go very far at all. So it's the thought of actually going out and meeting people I'm not sure how I'm going to feel. I might be scared of groups and yet normally I thrive online. I thrive in a group, but actually being there face to face, it's learning all those um, business behaviours, the interaction and actually knowing your body language, how to read it because we've forgotten because we've absolutely yeah and I've just actually interesting I've just written a blog about that about how I'm going I feel about lockdown and how and it's okay it's okay to be nervous about the ending of it because I I was thinking what what am I going to put in place and I actually think that you know for a little while after I'm probably still going to wear a mask in certain situations I'm probably still going to socially distance because I'm, I'm going to do what makes me feel comfortable and, and going out in the world and, and a new normal and trying to find what that is and navigate that. What worries me is that some people aren't going to be quite as supportive as they should be of others. And I think people are thinking, all oh, right, end of end of COVID, we'll just go back to normal. Everything's going to be OK. And it's not. You know, it's going to be different. And I think it's really important that we recognise that everybody has a different viewpoint and everybody has a different level of what's comfortable. And that is absolutely fine and OK. And we just need to accept that. So, yeah, I think it, I think it's been a very strange experience for a lot of people. And the interesting thing is some people have thrived in lockdown and others have really struggled. And 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 I don't I think the. The the level of well-being and mental health in in Great Britain is is something that hasn't been discussed enough about the impact of of COVID. Um, you know, we I think there's been touched on now. I think as we go on, it, people are beginning to recognise it. But um, it is going to be very strange. Those networking where you go up to somebody and say, "Hi, I'm Amanda," and and see their reaction is is going to be very very strange. Yeah, very odd. Very, very odd. And getting dressed up again, Pearl, getting dressed up to go out and putting your heels on and your lipstick (laughs) and not going out in your pyjamas is going to be quite strange. But, you know, we all have to adjust, don't we? That's the thing. We all have to adjust. And it goes back to being kind, being kind to each other and to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. shoes i just have to go off at a tangent because anyone that follows me knows i love my shoes i share pictures of shoes i i i freely admit i am a shoeaholic i know i'm a shoeaholic and i have probably 300 pairs of shoes oh wow but i have been living in my fluffy comfy socks so like you say i'm thinking Going out there in what I call my taxi shoes that I will not be able to walk in. <laughs> I haven't. I've been in comfy socks, and it is that's another thing to think about. It's it's that whole thing. How do you show yourself to the outside world again? I mean, do you have any coping mechanisms that you could think of for 
coming out of lockdown? Is it something that you teach or do you have any any pearls of wisdom or golden nuggets that you'd advise us? Well, I, I think the, the, the first thing is people need to take time to readjust. So people need to, to be strong enough to think about what's going to suit them. And that's really hard sometimes. Um, but recognize that there are going to be some situations that you feel uncomfortable in. And if you don't, if you do feel uncomfortable in them and you don't want to do them, don't do them. So don't push yourself. There is going to come a point where, yes, we all have to go back into how it was before. And that's inevitable. But if you are feeling anxious and your, your anxiety levels are rising to a point where it's affecting your life and it's affecting the things that normally give you joy, then you need to talk to somebody. You need to get some professional advice on that. And my first point of call is go to your GP and have a chat. And there might be simple things that he might be able to, they might be able to point you to a, a local group. They might be able to give you some uh, free counselling, anything really, just so that you talk about it. But it's okay. You need to recognise in yourself what you're feeling and not be frightened of that and, and share it with people. Tell people how you feel. Yeah. But I think the problem with um, some people on social media is that they're very quick to criticize people that are struggling and that we should all be absolutely delighted that the end of lockdown is happening and that can be very difficult for somebody who isn't delighted yeah my husband for example he has loved every single minute of lockdown he's worked from home he's in his heavy you know he's here he goes for his runs at lunchtime he walks the dog he's working for he's loving it he's going to struggle to go back where he has to drive and do a commute um, and, you know, we've talked about that and said, how are we going to cope with that? And, and what do we need to put in place? So it is about talking and, and recognising that it's not going to be a bed of roses for everybody, you know. And there's some practical things you can do uh, to ease yourself back into going out. So, um, you know, when when we are open to able to do more things, so when you are able to go, perhaps go to a, a pub and sit in the beer garden, Think about doing something on a social level that might enable you to go back out and meet people that you know will support you. So if you are feeling anxious and you're with somebody that you trust and you love, uh, they're, they're going to understand if, you, if you're not able to do all of it. So it's just it's just think, listening to yourself and thinking of what, what level is going to be acceptable for you and speaking your own truth and saying, actually, I really don't like that. You know, I'm really not happy. With thinking about that, I need to do an alternative. Think of something different. Yeah. yeah, it's about being honest, isn't it? It is, and you touched on something that again is one of my bugbears, and I will I will bring it out because of what I do. When you touched on social media and where people will almost have a dig at you, because we need to realise they are coming from their insecurities. And yes, I do social media for a living, but. I, I really, really, really gets to me when I see people that share like when they can't have a meal without taking a photograph of it. And then they give like this false impression that that is their wonderful life. They don't share the three meals that went wrong and they threw in the bin beforehand. They give this persona. And for young women growing up now, we've had two generations now that have grown up using social media, yeah. that they get bullied if they don't get enough likes. Now, I'm the first one to say it doesn't matter how many likes you get. If you connect with one person with your message, you 
have done exactly what you needed to. You have succeeded. For yeah, all yeah. these likes, likes don't pay the bills. They don't at all. It's the biggest load of rubbish on the planet. Absolutely. And yeah, it, and it, yeah, and it's my bugbear as well. But because it's not a, per- they look like they're perfect lives. Yeah. You know, you see these people that have perfect lives and perfect children and a perfect house. And so, of course, if you're feeling anxious or a bit unsure, then you think that's what your life should be like. And actually, it's not because they don't see the fact that, you know, most of the time you are lounging around in your pajamas and you don't have any makeup on and your kids are screaming in the corner. And, you know, homeschooling was a nightmare. But you don't see those bits. And when you do see those, so those people that are brave enough to say that this is this is actually the reality, we're all a bit in awe of them because they're actually saying as it should be. But actually, that's 99% of the, the human race. It's only 1%. I can't think of anybody that's got a perfect life. Yeah. I, I, I think, in fact, I don't know if I'd want a perfect life because it's the imperfections that make me human. And, you know, make me realise how far I've come. So, but yeah, I do get very frustrated about when I see some of these things on telly or on the social media. I just think that's not life. That's not true. It's not a reflection. And I'm going to say my S word, synchronicities. I mean, how much have we got in common just in this interview and all the information we've shared? (coughs) And it it is literally just coming from a place We've had the experience, we've done that, and we can say to people, please do not worry because we can hold your hand virtually and you can follow and see what we've done. And it doesn't, you don't have to be perfect because no. none of us are. And none of us are. And it's when you do that, when when you're doing something, you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone or you're doing something, I always say, that makes you makes your tummy go into knots and makes you really squirm. And anyone who's listening, I this is me squirming on my chair. I'm terrible. I forget there is an audio when I go into and I share. But it is, if you do that, that is when your greatest growth comes because you can see that you are working through an obstacle you are working through a block that has kept you where you are and that's when you will fly we started we were talking about that whole vibration law of attraction spirituality that is when you go to the next level and you raise your vibration and you call in like-minded people that's when you grow and sometimes it is something's put in front of you for you to do that little bit of a wriggle and think no I'm not comfortable because it's almost like you're shedding your skin and you're moving forward and you're absolutely yeah and you need to keep challenging yourself and actually when we were talking about stress earlier on it's really interesting because stress the the actual physical reaction of stress as it it, you know increases adrenaline and your cortisol levels and that feeling in your tummy if you didn't have that you wouldn't do anything. So stress in small bits is really good for you because it does make you move out of your comfort zone. It does make you do things like this podcast that I've never done before. It makes you challenge yourself in a positive way. And that's what you need to do. And that that is what you need to do all through your life. You need to keep thinking, what what do I need to do to get myself to be a better human being? That's my my what do I need to do? And so I so what we talked about learning at the beginning is I'm always you know, I I keep, I always think any training course I go on, I will learn something even if I've done it before, because it will either be a different take on it by a different instructor, or there'll be some word I pick up that I think, well, I've never heard that before, or some tangent will go off on. And actually, that's, that's my joy, really, is learning new things and meeting new people. 
Um, but you have to be prepared to be scared sometimes. Yep. And yeah. when you say that each time you're doing that learning, even if it's a similar subject than you've taken before, you are not in the place you were previously when you took that. You have grown that bit further, so you are going to take more information from it. Yeah. And yeah. it's being prepared to do that and actually learn, yes, I've been called a guru and a ninja, a Jedi and all these things, but I'm the first to admit I don't know everything. And if I don't, that's why I surround myself with people that with my peers in my business because there's always going to be someone that is that one step ahead of me that knows that bit that I know I can reach out to on my network and will give me the answer that I don't know we're always yeah. learning especially when you work for yourself because you're researching all the time you're learning that next step absolutely absolutely and actually it, it always concerns me when I meet people um, that say they know everything you know, they, they've got the answers to everything because that always makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable because I think, well, I don't see how you can. I don't think any of us can. And I think it makes you a better person, a better leader, a better manager, a better friend if you say, well, I don't know the answers, but I know someone who does yeah. and reach out to those people because when you make those connections, then it just all comes alive, doesn't it? It just feels, I mean, this this group of women that you've brought together it's unbelievable that energy that positivity is just amazing and that is just for people reaching out to each other and and wanting to share a little bit which is so lovely it's so such a wonderful thing to be part of you know it's, it's amazing so yes you are a guru I, I think you are <laughs> thank you so much I mean that means so much to me because that is what my purpose and passion is is to give a voice to all those that don't have one so yes my communication side is to help give us all one voice that we can rise and support each other and I know that's why everyone has come to this group and is all connecting in such a fantastic way because it's meant to be that vibration yeah. is right and you all those that it doesn't resonate with they won't stay or or they'll be too busy but the ones that it resonates with we're all going to grow together and just imagine where we're going to be this time next year absolutely absolutely and and for those that it doesn't resonate with now that's okay isn't it because we we come to things in different places and, and different times and so you know I I, I think it's just I, one of the things I do feel passionate about and I've learned is that you have to open yourself up to these experiences you have to allow yourself to be scared to be challenged to be um just pushed to a place where you you know to the edge of feeling out of control um, and I think that's where you do get that that amazing feeling of wow I've done this I've, I've managed to achieve this uh, against all the odds really um, and just just gone with it and, and follow your instincts a little bit so and I'm constantly learning about life all the time and it's really lovely what you say about giving people a voice because I just feel passionately that I need to give people a voice to talk about you know how they're feeling yeah. and it, and being able to say when they're not feeling okay. So I think that's the, the the thing for me, really, is for people just to to be a bit more honest with each other. Oh, I'm asking for the world, aren't I, really? 
But I'm just going to say the S word again, synchronicities. Almost everything we're saying is complementing each other. It's almost to the stage where we're finishing sentences. I did say at the very beginning of this interview, the energy was going to be phenomenal, didn't I? It's it's just, it's bringing people together to do that. And like we say, it's International Women's Day. Yes, I know International Women's Day is the 8th of March and we're now past that. But it's a theme for the whole of the year. And if we can impart just that one nugget, that one pearl of wisdom that someone will listen and think, yes, that word, that idea has resonated with them and it's going to help take them forward. And just I think if I if I was talking to a group of women, young women, I think that one thing I'd be saying is that don't be scared. Don't be scared to say yes to things, but also don't be scared to say no. So do what you feel is right for yourself. And it's okay to make mistakes because it's only by making mistakes that you know what's right for you. It's not a failure. It's just another step into your journey. So don't give up. Just think about. So for me, for example, I didn't I haven't had a straight career path. I haven't, you know, gone. Uh, you know, you see these people that, that go up the corporate ladder and go from one uh, is perfect. I, I've not been that. But all I'm saying is I, I feel that I'm doing something that's honest and authentic and being the real me. And I think that's really important. So for any women that are starting off in their career, I would say to them, just be you and and be proud of being you and don't try to be something that you're not that's my bit of advice oh most definitely I absolutely love that and it is it's almost like you say although those those people that we see that seem to have that straight career that go from one from one from one they will have no coping mechanisms because they have never had to do that whereas we've done that winding path and gone from one thing to another that's been our learning journey so that when we get to where we are now and where we're still growing that we've got that foundation there and you will also find that when you're growing yes you might go five steps forward and then you might take four back and I used to think oh that's terrible but then I'm thinking no everything I've learned I can get up and I can do those four steps in the blink of an eye because I already know those coping mechanisms to get me back there. And that's when your growth starts all over again. It is absolutely true. And one of the things that is really important to look after your own mental health as well is about building that resilience. So actually allowing yourself that there will be knockbacks in life because that's life. But it's learning from them and actually thinking, okay, I I can't go through that obstacle, but I can go round it. And that's okay. So taking a little bit of a meandering route is is all right. And I I do think that that for me, failure isn't an option, you know, and I don't say that in an arrogant way. But I think and I will uh, there will be things that I fail at. So there will be things that don't go right for me, but I haven't failed at my life. And I think that is the the thing that I I've learned now that it doesn't matter what gets thrown at me inside. I'm still a really good human being. And I've I've made some wonderful connections with people around me. And so if I go tomorrow, if something happens to me tomorrow, that's hopefully how I'll be remembered. And that's not failure. So, you know, I think that's for me, I think just, you know, just be yourself. Yeah. And have those coping mechanisms in place. And that's when I go back to the spirituality side. 
I love affirmations. And when <coughs> the times I wake up in the middle of the night, and I think we all do, yeah. and that's when the worries come in. I now pull in affirmations and they're my grounding mechanism. And literally by saying that, and if anyone looks at the emotional scale and you can actually go and see and you can be right at the depths, but it's learning those key words that each sentence you say takes you that bit higher. So you go from despair right the way up to joy and love. Absolutely. It doesn't happen straight away. But again, it's those mechanisms that you learn. And sometimes you can jump a bit if you've done it before. So you know the right words to say to bring your mood up again. Absolutely. And one of the things I talk about on my courses is we talk about your own mental health. And I say to people, before you go to bed, think of three positive things that have happened in the day. And sometimes it's so hard to think of three positive things. Yeah. But you have to dig deep. And sometimes it might be this, uh, very trite, but it might be that the sun was shining or somebody smiled at me, something. But if you can think about three positive things, gradually it becomes easier because there's more positive. You look out for the positive things, because when we have a bad day, we focus on the bad. We don't focus on the, the 95 million things that happened that were good. And that's that's about changing your mindset, isn't it? And to looking at the good in things. And so you're right. It's about building those blocks and that resilience. So you never, ever go right back to the bottom. You know, you're always able to scramble back up again. So, yeah, I think that's absolutely right. So wise, Pearl. You're so wise. It's wonderful. But this this is why we came together. It really is. I, I, I say again, I told you the energy on this interview was through <laughs> the roof. It really is. And I've just seen the time. So now is my time to, <coughs> to ask you two questions. The first yeah. one I know I asked previously, but I'm going to make sure that all the listeners here, will you please come back, Amanda, and be a regular guest? Because you have so many wonderful, wonderful insights to share. I would love you to be a regular guest. I would love to, Pearl. It would be a huge honour. I would love to just sit and chat with you for hours, actually. <laughs> I would really love. And actually, when we're out of lockdown and we're able to, I really hope that we can meet face to face because that would be the energy then would be just amazing. So, yes, please. Yes, that would be brilliant you realize we have to put a date in the diary and as soon as we know that has to be we have to let the universe know that that is our date that's where we're going to be yeah we yep. have share share a lovely cuppa maybe do an afternoon tea or something oh that, lovely very nice so that suits me <laughs> oh, that idea so i'm now going to ask you the last question that i ask everyone that's doing these uh, international women's day episodes Every year, International Women's Day chooses a theme, and this year they've chosen Choose to Challenge. So, Amanda, what does Choose to Challenge mean to you, please? Well, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I know that the International Women's Day, when they chose that, it was about uh, challenging racism and sexism, wasn't it? And I think that's really, really important. But I think that what we should be challenging is the fact that you have to be something else to succeed than your than being yourself and i think that we should be challenging all those stereotypes that say women can't do certain things so when i when i say about that i i decided to not go to university when i left college um i was being slightly not quite with the truth then because one of the reasons I didn't go to university is because my dad who I love dearly I really did love my dad he didn't think women should go to university and that was because when he was growing women didn't and and that's not that long ago 
And so we need to we need to be breaking these things. We need it shouldn't be important that a woman has done something. It should be a person has done something. And I get very cross when I see, oh, she's the first woman to have done something. I mean, I'm very proud. I'm very proud, but it shouldn't be newsworthy, should it? Because it should be that it should be a common occurrence. So any women out there just think you can do anything you put your mind to and go for it and just believe in yourself and be yourself as you do it, whatever you strive to do. So, you know, you know, be the best mother you can, be the best friend you can and be the best person to yourself. So uh, if you can wake up every morning thinking, right, OK, I'm going to have a good day today and I'm going to be the best I can be, then you can't go far wrong, can you, really? Oh, so. that's absolutely beautiful. And be kind. Yeah. Just be kind Yes. to each and everybody. That would be yeah. such a better place if we were. <laughs> we will get there. I think if we can share as much of these episodes with different people that they can see and they can see the positivity, that inspiration, the empowerment that we're giving people, it's... It's not a pipe dream. It, it really is possible that we can achieve that. Yeah, I think you're right. I do think you're right. I think enough people come together with this energy, we are going to make a change. So, yeah, it's just wonderful. <laughs> and it just leaves me to say a massive, massive thank you. And I will say to the listeners, if you're coming to this episode when it first goes up, because I will put this episode up this evening, it will say details to follow because I want everyone to get to hear this message. So if you find, because I will be reaching out to Amanda to get all the ways that you can connect with her, but that might be a few days that that description goes up. So if you get to the, um, and you're listening and you see it just says details to follow, please come back because I know you're <laughs> going to learn more every time you listen to these episodes and you'll see all the information there. So it just leaves me to say a massive, massive thank you, Amanda. And I can't wait for when you're here as my guest again, because we've got so much still to share. Oh, it was just it was so lovely, Pearl. Thank you so, so much. I've just I, I'm absolutely buzzing. It's been such a delight. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the content shared. Please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions. If you would like to support the podcast, please follow the link in the episode description. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out and let's discuss next steps. Until the next time, enjoy your listening.